0: like the room tone just getting louder and louder I was wondering about that yeah
1: well you can hear something I can hear like a mm, deep noise there we
0: should be live well, the only thing making a noise like that would be my computer so I don't know I well really clearly you have to turn it off and get rid of it it's gonna
1: ruin everything yeah I don't also know. we are indeed live good oh, oh that oh. made it worse oh dear god that made it worse? <laughs> yeah. Don't worry when you talk, it goes away.
0: What? What is happening? I moved it like I, further away. I don't know, man. I think you're good. Let's let's do it anyways. Let's do a podcast. All right. Sounds good. Yeah, I don't Now it doesn't look like it's that bad. Anyway. Yeah, whatever. it's it's gone now. It's gone now. I I have no idea what to tell you. <clears throat> uh you're back. We're back with the show. We missed Great. last week. Um talk to us about or i should say us talk to me because paul's still in japan uh but how was your trip it was good uh very busy this was the first four day pax east
1: right it does not need to be four days it really doesn't it really doesn't i'm not gonna lie i went to the convention being like i'm not gonna be able to find things to do all four days i succeeded but barely um i would recommend
0: against four day pax east from here on out yeah I'm, i'm 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 seriously considering a pax west uh this year and i don't think i'm gonna get like a four day pass that's honestly that's fair yeah
1: um i at least got to play some cool stuff i got to uh we had our panel panel went really good actually i think we set a record for our panel
0: and what's what's
1: the new record then a <clears> thousand people in attendance wow did is that like the biggest stage they have no no we're still one tier down from the biggest stage
0: okay did you so was your room full like how many people could be in your room
1: our room was 1200 i believe and we were at a thousand so we still had a bunch of empty seats in the back so there's still room to grow so don't expect us on the main stage anytime soon
0: how much is the how many <coughs> people can the main stage hold i
1: don't actually know i think about 1500 okay you'll get there eventually just give it time that's still really cool though um i had a bunch of parties i got invited to and i missed all of them so that was great
0: what was the party you were most sad that you missed
1: i kind of said i missed the twitch party because it was 80s themed and they had basically rented out a giant arcade and bowling alley
0: oh right you had mentioned that okay yeah what was more pressing what why didn't you go to the parties Uh, I went to a a tournament instead. Okay. And by the time I got out of
1: the tournament and everything, it was too late to go. Or I could have gone, but I would have been exhausted. Sure. What was, um, what was the tournament? How'd you do? Uh, it was Bomberman. Was it, was, did you run this tournament? No, no, no. Okay. Uh, this was like Bomberman Live on the Xbox 360, so like a weird version of it. And I got second. I got first place last year, and this year I got knocked out, I got beat by someone who I knocked out last year, so. They they practiced. Well, it's because all of us were playing R, so we were all surprised the tournament wasn't R. Okay. Sure, sure. Did you do you <clears throat> get
0: anything for second?
1: Uh, yeah, I got a medal. I got a silver medal. That's cool. What did first place get besides a gold medal? I'm assuming that that's it. Gold medal. <clears throat> okay. That's cool. What else did you? Um, played a couple games. Went around the show floor. Met a bunch of people. Had some meetings. Had a meet and greet at the Twitch booth.
0: Okay. I didn't know that uh, PAX was no longer connected to Penny Arcade. What do you mean? I, apparently PAX is now like a separate company. Like it's oh, no no, longer... yeah, no,
1: yeah, no, that's been forever. I didn't know that. Yeah, like I think four years ago, back when South got introduced, I think they had, that's when they made it, like just a separate entity.
0: Right, yeah, like it no longer <laughs> officially uh, stands for Penny Arcade Expo. It's just PAX. As far as I mean, I'm
1: concerned. it makes sense. It's on brand. I know that. Uh, I mean, the Penny Arcade guys are still there. I saw. I think it's Tyco at least once during the
0: show. Right. Yeah, I know they still have like a big presence, like, the and they're like a part of like putting it on and and they, they like working with it. But it's just mm. it's technically not underneath them anymore.
1: Yeah, Reed Pop technically owns Penny Arcade Expo, or I guess
0: Pax now. Okay. And they Wait. do. Do they? I, I don't think I'd heard the name ReadPop, but the name I had heard was uh, was explained to me that they just run conventions. They're like a convention company.
1: Yeah. Okay. Does that sound that, right? That, that is ReadPop, as far as I'm aware of. Okay. All right. Uh, they've also done TwitchCon. Ah, oh, shit. They've also done another big one. I they've done or they do TwitchCon? They do. They do TwitchCon, and they do another one that I'm blanking on right now. That's pretty big. Okay. E3.
0: Mm, not that big <laughs> right uh you still got to make your way to pax australia no uh, i haven't done south either oh
1: yeah you should do south first south is uh it's usually during magfest or too close to magfest
0: to want to go oh yeah that's right that's right is australia yearly now yep when is that when is that one november that sounds
1: right it's it's somewhere in october november somewhere in our fall It'd be super hot down there for sure. God, that'd be murder. Yeah, that'd be their spring.
0: Um, But I would love to see Australia. Yeah, Australia is definitely cool. Can't recommend that enough. Um, So what were some other highlights from the show? Um, Or or lowlights? How was, how was, uh, how was flying? Any excitement?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it was a thing. Um, Have you ever been in a flight, where you're about to land and then they suddenly have to pull up and attempt to land again?
0: No, I've heard about that though and it sounds terrifying. And this was my second time doing that. <clears throat> okay. What was the problem? Wh- where was the where were you landing? Toronto. Okay. Was it just s- snow? Was there another plane there?
1: No, it was the it was too windy. Okay. All right. Sorry, I I
0: just realized we didn't totally drop a message in the Discord that we're live. No, it's okay. I tweeted us out. I mean, people will find it. We can find it sooner or later. Oh, actually, someone in the chat right now is saying, ReadPop also does New York Comic Con. Maybe that's the one?
1: Yeah, that's the big one I was thinking of. Okay. So, um, basically, like, the, the flight to Toronto was super smooth. Like, nothing to worry about at all. It was perfectly fine. And then uh, 20 minutes left of the flight, they start, it's, the plane starts shaking a bunch. And they start warning us, like, "You're it's going to be turbulent for the entire end. Just hang on. We go in for the landing, get right now to the bottom, and then we have to pull back up. And it's so windy. The plane is shaking like mad. Uh, a bunch of us, like, everyone in my row had to pull out their uh, puke bags because we were all ready to throw up. Ugh. It was real bad. I don't think
0: I've ever puked on a plane. I haven't either, but
1: man, that's the closest I've come in a long time. I
0: puked on a boat, that, uh, but that's, and I've gotten queasy on cars, but never on a plane.
1: No, well, that was that was real bad because then like they pulled up, we were shaking the whole time. Then they attempted to turn sideways so they could actually like turn around and attempt another reentry, and that was awful. God, I'm pretty sure some people definitely threw up on our flight. Gross.
0: Um, did you have any, like, weird agent with your luggage or anything problems? Um, getting there was fine, but my
1: suitcase broke before I came back.
0: Oh, okay, I think I saw a tweet about this.
1: Yeah, so we had to duct tape it shut. Okay, that's not the end of the world. Yeah, well, I mean, the hard part was getting duct tape. I had to go down to the hotel, and they had to get me, like, industrial-grade duct tape, because that's all they had. Okay. And, of course, TSA tore it up. Because they inspected the suitcase, so it right. still stayed closed, at least, somehow. It doesn't seem like anything's missing. Cool. Um, what did you buy that you can talk about? A um, couple of games, nothing too major. Um, some stuff for Saturn. <coughs> some stuff for NES, because I'm trying to finish collecting NES. Uh, I'm trying to think what else I picked up. Got a couple of free games from viewers. Obviously, they're all bad. Oh, you know what? Actually, this is a cool thing. I can like show games off. they
0: want you to stream. So
1: they're like, yeah. here's, a, here's a game. OK, here's a bad game. Enjoy. Right. Here's something cool I can talk about. OK, uh, I don't know how well I was going to show up on camera because I'm using the bad camera. So this is the HD GameCube hookup. So this is a little piece of plastic that basically hooks up to the back of a GameCube and gives you an HDMI out. OK,
0: all right. That would be handy. Yeah. And for the audio listeners, it looks like a mini GameCube. Uh, that's the box anyways. I'll pop I'm going to pop this open here cuz I have to hook Oh, this I up. thought that okay. I thought that was the whole thing. So it's just like a cord
1: or Uh, not quite a cord here. It's like it's literally like uh something you attach to the back. I should have been more prepared for this. Oops. Are these hard to find or something? I get I've no, never really these, looked into No, these it. only just recently started coming out. Okay. Uh, Eon, I believe is the company that puts these out. Like, can okay. I find this on Amazon? I don't know about Amazon. I know you can order it directly from their site. All right, here we go. Can Oh, it does not want to come out of the cradle. There we go. This is the Eon GameCube HD. Uh, you plug it into the back. See, that's where the two little caps are on top. it will use the digital out. It requires the original models of GameCube, the ones that actually could, could uh, support composite and component. But then it'll give you an HDMI out port on there. And Wait, port- what did the
0: new? I didn't know there was different GameCube models. What does the new GameCube models have?
1: Um, they literally just get rid of the port. That's the only difference. Eventually, Nintendo's weird and just likes to just remove things in their systems.
0: So the the device you have, it looks like it has two ports, not including the um the HDMI one. I only seem to recall having to plug in one audio or vi- and video thing into the GameCube. Did I did I have the new GameCube? Uh, maybe there's two ports on the
1: back. If you have an older model, newer ones just had the one. And, uh, yeah, like you could either plug in composite or component on the newer, on the older ones and newer ones were just, uh, component. I always get those two backwards. I
0: think I still got that wrong. Just the standard RCA, Uh, the yellow, black, and, uh, composite is the ones you're thinking of. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, so the the yellow, the yellow, Red. red and white. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm looking on Amazon and there's a bunch of just like little boxes that if you had like a composite to composite cable, mm-hmm. you could then get an HDMI through this box. Yeah. They do have the one you do for $150. Yep, that's about right. Is that really? I thought this was just like a crazy upsell or something. No, this is something new. Now, I will point out this is a demo
1: unit I was given cuz uh the company wanted me to actually stream using this, so I did not pay anything for this. This is but this is also not a commercial for this that, right. that's and for but, my actual
0: stream no uh and they're going to be they're selling these for 150 bucks yeah that i don't that seems insane because these other boxes i'm talking about are 15 yeah
1: but at the same time i believe those are actual upscalers well this technically does not upscale this puts it out in its native uh using native processing and stuff like that that was the main the main idea behind it, is that it does not upscale, so there's no latency. But it is technically, I think, 480p, which is the maximum that the GameCube could actually output. Okay. Uh, I know that my buddy Tom Fox has started using it recently. He says he, it's really good. It definitely makes the streams look nicer. But uh, it is definitely kind of an enthusiast's only thing. So most people probably will not go for this. Or they'll just use, like, the Wii.
0: I was going to say, up until now, you've probably just been using the Wii, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can't I can't really think <coughs> of a reason to get that unless you are like a collector. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you know more I mean? or less, but like for for collectors this is probably a good thing here. Yeah, Dragonfire says the board inside costs around 50 to 60 bucks because but it's handmade, so that's why it, the price is
0: higher. Right.
1: Well, that's cool. <laughs> This paid promotion of John's brought to you by Skype, which helps us all connect. I'm glad that's we true. still haven't lost that either.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, what else? That, I mean, that's pretty much it for what I bought, aside from games. Uh, Like I said, panel went well. A couple of friends had a panel as well, went and saw theirs. Played games, and I guess that's what we should get it? to next. It was worse than
0: here, which <sighs> was weird.
1: Hello yeah, I've been bearing. hearing
0: uh, you guys have been getting, like, a ton of it's snow. It's
1: been insane how much snow. It's snowing right now. Yeah, that sucks. It was super nice yesterday. All the ice was melting, and then it's been snowing all day today. And it's actually staying on the ground, which is frustrating. I'm so done with winter.
0: Yeah, this uh, we're pretty chilly uh, compared to the time of the year down here, too. And it keeps, like, raining every second day, so I'm I'm kind of tired of that as well. I'm just,
1: I just want to go cycling again. I just want to... The- <laughs> take my bike out again
0: sure i just want to be
1: wearing shorts i just want my shorts back that's That's, fair that's my thing could be worse you could be up here during more snow that's true i think it's supposed to snow again next week as well so it's just like oh
0: why yeah it's a it's a hard winter this year it's a long one so i'm hoping we get like a real nice summer to make up for it like a real hot one yeah
1: no Uh, it was it was super rainy and snowy i think on like friday in boston and then every other day was actually like really nice
0: okay there was, there did was you just do anything, one awful day um non-packs in boston
1: not really um besides like going to like some restaurants and stuff like that nothing real big
0: okay any any like any like cool restaurants or did you just hit like chains just like cheesecake yeah nothing real big okay i want to go to boston one
1: time but like we we've done trips to Boston where we've actually done stuff like we went to a blue man group show. That was really cool.
0: And that, that would be cool. Yeah, for sure.
1: But uh, yeah, no, this was pretty much just a PAX exclusive trip, more or less.
0: OK, yeah, um, but yeah, no, I want to hear about what you were playing there. So let's get into the show. All right. Uh, this is Top Ten Perspective. John's here. I'm here. Sean, uh, as we said earlier, Paul is still in Japan. But I think he's back next week. Uh, he said he was going to miss two weeks. So this should be the second week. Yeah. So I'm excited to hear about his trip. It looks like he's having a ton of fun. He one video he put up on Instagram because I know you didn't see it. He was at a and I can't wait to hear the full story about this. But it was a sushi boat um, place where every time you finish your sushi, you would take your empty plate and slide it into a slot beside the, the table that you're on. And then that activated a game on a screen that was above you. What? Yeah, that sounds crazy. I want to hear. I can't wait to hear about that. He went to Robot Restaurant. I'm jealous because that was like nice. the thing I missed out on. Um. So uh, look forward to next week's show when he's back and talking about Japan. That'll be good. Uh, but yeah, so it is April 12th. And, um, let's just continue. What did, what were you playing at PAX?
1: All right, I'm just gonna talk about games I played at PAX that weren't at, and we're gonna start with the showstopper, Shaq Fu 2, A Legend Reborn. All right. Game of the show, clearly. <clears throat> um, it is a side-scroller beat-em-up. Okay. And it exists. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what to say about this. Yeah. It's, it's better than the original, which is not saying much, uh... The beat em up aspect's fine, a little stiff, but otherwise good. It's very tongue in cheek. Like it makes fun of itself pretty much the entire time. Uh I mean I would hope so. Yeah, I mean like at like Shaq basically makes fun of the Indiegogo at some point. Uh enemies talk about like his
0: failed like rap career and like Diesel, the movie. I don't know a ton about the first one. Yeah. Is is Shaq involved in this at all? Like in the development or as a character? I know he's a character, but I mean, like yeah. in the development, like, does he know about this? Is Have people like, is there videos of him being like, yeah, no, I know about that game. It's hilarious or something. I mean,
1: he, he, he's he got voice acting. He's voice acted the, uh, okay. his character completely in this game. All right. Uh, there's a lot of weird in jokes for him as well. Like Icy Hot is your full heel. He does a okay. lot of commercials for Icy Hot and Gold right. Bonds yeah, yeah, yeah. also referenced, like a bunch of things that he sells. Um, he's in
0: the movie Grown Ups 2. Is there anything about that?
1: Not yet. Not that yeah, I not. saw. Yeah, I'm just being silly. The, um, was it? The, the humor seems very him. If you if you followed Shaq at all, like he's known for having a weird sense of humor. And a lot of the okay. jokes seem like he probably wrote them or was involved in writing them. I could see that. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's going to be good for a playthrough, but then like that's probably it.
0: Like the novelty of it is kind of what you're there for. Yeah. As opposed to like a good game. Are there any hilarious Shaq faces in Shaq Fu
1: 2? Yeah, some. There's like animated cutscenes scattered throughout the game. Okay. Eventually, at least I was only allowed to play the first stage of the game. It's apparently only a six stage game. But each the first stage took me about twenty to twenty five minutes. Uh okay. we found a power up where you turn into a giant uh diesel powered robot and you became Shaq Diesel and just started kicking the crap out of enemies. Is that a reference? I'm not I'm not I don't know. Diesel's his nickname, that's why. Oh, okay. I had no idea. All right. Also he was uh Steel in the movie Steel. He was the main character in that, which is a Superman spin off. Okay. Trying to think of what else. Um, I know in a later stage you eventually turn into a cactus, but obviously I didn't get to play that in the demo. Is,
0: is that from something as well? I don't think that's a
1: reference to anything. I think he just turns into a cactus. All right. Uh, what I'm, else is of note? Is uh, basketball stuff. None. Believe it or not, okay. there was none that I encountered. Uh, the storyline states that he was a an orphan raised by uh, like raised in China. But he has he
0: basketball in China.
1: Yeah, he there's so far, at least there was no reference to basketball at all in the first stage. The idea is that he was trained in the, the ancient ways of martial arts because he's been raised to become like the defender of justice. And okay. you have to fight some demon that has taken over celebrities. So like stage two, I think you're going after like some DJ or something like that. I, I'm not quite sure who the character was. I had to basically leave
0: when the second stage started. What What's the story in the first game?
1: The story in the first game is that he's in China for a uh, a charity basketball event. And he goes to like a little shop trying to tell people about uh, the game. And then someone mistakes him for a, a powerful warrior meant to save like a prince. So he gets transported to another world and has to fight a bunch of monsters trying to save a prince. Okay. So, All the right. yeah, the original Shaq Fu was a fighting game. This is a beat-em-up. Um, I don't think there's multiplayer and I asked if were there any unlockables after you beat the game. They said no. So like I said, probably a one and done. Sure. I'm I'm going to get it because I like weird shit like this and I like Shaq Fu. So I'm like ironically a bit, but I don't know. For most people, this is probably not a pickup, but. So just you watch
0: like, like watch your favorite streamer play it is what you're mm, saying. Yeah. And then judge based
1: off of that. Alright. So basically this is dumb fun. Exactly. It's it's exactly what it wanted to be, which was like stupid. It it's very self-aware. It's like really a dumb fun time. Which can be good. Yep. Yeah. Uh next up I played the actual game of the show for me, the messenger.
0: Oh, I've heard of that, uh, but I don't know exactly what it is. The messenger
1: was on that Nindy's event that happened uh like a month ago, and it's also coming out on Steam. This is a Ninja Gaiden-ish platformer oh, slash okay, Metroidvania. Yeah, this one's coming out uh, on Switch and Steam as far as I'm aware of. I think those are the only two platforms done by a Canadian dev. The controls are really tight. It handles really well and uh, a lot funnier than I expected it to be. The enti- all the dialogue was basically making fun of everything the entire time. You're a ninja who has been charged with carrying an ancient scroll across the lands to, like, a bunch of uh, monks on top of a mountain.
0: Oh, this is another, um, it's published by Devolver Digital again. Yeah, And they're putting out, like, such good games. They are. Like, it's almost to the point where it's just, like, if they're publishing something, it's probably good. Like, there's probably something really cool about it that you should just play it. Yep. Yeah.
1: Uh, like I said, control's really tight.
0: One of the cool gimmicks they
1: had there was, like, while you're playing through the game, there's points where you jump between 8-bit and 16-bit. So, like, you'll start playing, like, a Nintendo-style game, and suddenly it's, like, Sega Genesis-style music. The soundtrack is phenomenal.
0: Yeah, Uh, I had a bit of it playing when I was on the Steam page. It sounds cool.
1: It's going to be a tough platformer. Um, They had some things comparable to Celeste, is actually what they brought up when I was asking about certain things. Like, there's challenge coins you can go get. Uh, Lots of, like, things trying to kill you. The combat's really good. One of the main gimmicks was that you don't have a double jump. You have uh, when you slash something in midair, like an enemy or an obstacle, you'll charge like a wind jump. So you'll get an extra jump out of that. And if you keep hitting things, you'll keep getting more jumps to get higher and higher.
0: OK, wait. So like when like you'll slash towards someone or you slash and then you can just jump again, slash and then you can jump again as long as you okay. hit something. Yeah. OK, Interesting.
1: Yeah, so the, like I said, the comment was really fluid, uh, very Ninja Gaiden-esque, but also a little Metroidvania-ish with, like, hidden paths, but secrets and stuff like that. Are you getting,
0: like, abilities, though?
1: Yeah, so they threw a bunch at us during the demo, just because it's the demo, they want you to get into it. Uh, you got a grappling hook, which you could use by charging your attack button, which would either let you cling onto walls or, like, pull yourself towards enemies and stuff like that, would help okay. you get around. You got a windsuit that would let you glide. Nice. Uh, what else did you get? I'm trying to think here now. Um, some of the power ups we got, we just didn't really know. There was like an ability to claw, climb walls.
0: There was a couple yeah, things I on mean, the, these are the tree- kinds of, uh, abilities I would expect for a Metroidvania.
1: Yeah. Like honestly, it was really fun. It looks like it'll be like a fun, tight
0: platforming game when that comes out. Highly recommend it. I'm looking, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It just says a uh, 2018 on the steam page. Yeah. I, I, th-
1: think they said august or i think they said somewhere around fall
0: great when every other game's coming out can't wait more or
1: less um i also played a game called eagle island which was another metroidvania ish actually this was more roguelike than anything uh you're it's very cartoony looking you're a kid that runs around with a pet eagle and you have to go through what seemed to be at least randomly generated rooms But there were like certain power ups you could get, like you could extend your health meter, you could do uh change how your eagle attacked, because there was four different elements you could align your bird to. Like you could either just do standard, you could do fire, ice, or electricity. So they all did different things. Like electricity made your attack super fast, but I think weak as a result. Fire was an explosive that damaged everything around it. Ice froze enemies in place so you could use them as platforms or just run past them.
0: Looks like this was a Kickstarter game
1: yeah i believe screenwave media is putting this one out they're the same guys who put out use your words
0: oh okay i've seen use your words that's the uh jackbox ish game yeah ripoff looking game i haven't played it but it looks exactly the same as a jackbox game
1: it's very similar yeah it uses the same kind of setup it that one's fun uh eagle island i was really enjoying like enemies didn't really drop things the way you got drops was by doing like attack combos with your eagle so like the more enemies you hit in a row the better drops you got like there were gold seeds there was like actual money wait i don't think it's an eagle that you have i think it's an owl
0: oh i'm not sure well because... i'm looking at the kickstarter and yeah for one it it looks more like an owl and two yeah, I... every single one of their um stretch goals that they met it has a check mark and then it says owl accomplished. Oh my god! Then yeah, and I guess it is an owl. I'm pretty sure it's an owl.
1: It does look a lot like an owl, but I wasn't sure.
0: Yeah, it's the roundness of the face is what's yeah. making me think owl. I don't know why they're. Uh, co- I guess just the area is Eagle Island. I guess yeah. Like there was like big old
1: eagles on the logo and everything, so that's probably why I just assumed it was just a weirdly designed eagle.
0: Okay. Uh yeah. Honestly, this kind of just looks like every other 8-bit platforming kind of game.
1: I think it was more so the fact that it's like a uh roguelike in the fact that the stages are randomized and stuff like that. Different enemies to fight, power-ups you get are randomized, it seemed. Okay. I didn't I didn't get to a boss fight unfortunately, but uh, it was really fun for what it was. I just don't yeah, know the like release on it. Yeah, like a big
0: it. scorpion at one point that you fight.
1: Yeah. So I don't know that one seemed cool.
0: That one has a demo up on Itch.io if people want to try it out already. All
1: right. Uh, next up was Monster Prom.
0: Oh, I, I read a um a Kotaku article that was like, hey, here's some games you should look forward to. Monster Prom looks really cool.
1: Yeah, the ba- this is
0: basically a four player competitive dating sim game. Yeah, yeah. I was already interested of like, oh, monster dating sim. This sounds kind of fun. And then it said multiplayer. And I was like, how does that even work? So basically like like, mini games or something. You basically take turns doing
1: like your dates and stuff like that. You're trying to find a date for monster prom. You are also a monster. You pick out of a couple of characters and uh, you can like basically update your stats based on which like decisions you make and stuff like that. And at the end of the day, you want to try to actually find like someone to go to prom with. Like, uh, did
0: you play this in a multiplayer
1: setup? I, I didn't actually play this one. I just watched a, a tutorial, like a demo of this one.
0: Okay, was it was it multiplayer you were yeah, watching, though? it was okay. four-player, yeah. Okay, cool. Uh,
1: basically, they took turns doing their things. Uh, at the end, they had to make their final decision on who they would ask out. The round I watched, no one got a date, so everyone basically went to prom by themselves or just got dejected and didn't go at all. The What writing, determined no one got a, getting a date? the character they went for if they didn't have the right stats they got rejected okay so uh on the side of the screen during the play playthrough you'll have your stats like oh speed luck stamina whatever you want to call it that the equivalent for the game and like you just have to have certain thresholds that you don't know about while you're playing Uh, you're playing
0: like mini games it seems like
1: yeah like mini games and making decisions and stuff like that like it was actually a really cool idea
0: yeah, it seems cool. Is there still, like, a visual novel aspect to it? Oh, yeah.
1: A lot okay. of dialogue, like, pictures and stuff like that. Like, it is, yeah, it is am, literally like, super, it is literally a multiplayer visual novel game. I am super interested in what this thing is. Yeah. Um, for those who know YouTubers, Jesse Cox is the producer on this one, which, if you know him at all, explains a lot.
0: I, I have no idea who that is. That's
1: fair. But. He he's He's a good dude, though. Yeah, no, uh, I believe that drops this year. That one's looking really good. Yep. Uh, trying to think of what else now. Oh, right. I played a game coming out on Steam called Puss.
0: Okay. How do I just... Dis- Puss?
1: No, Puss, P-U-S-S. Like as in cat.
0: Yep, okay. I mean, isn't that how, so how you spell Puss? No, one S for Puss. Really? Yep. Okay. Yeah, oh, you're right. I mean, I don't write down the word puss that often, so. Okay, <laughs> anyway. What's puss? Puss is. How, how do I describe it? Oh, there's it? also an exclamation point. Don't forget that. Oh,
1: you're right. Puss is basically uh, a vaporwave irritating stick game.
0: So. Okay, I understand va- what vaporwave is. What is irritating stick? So, basically, you know how you have to control like a little
1: character and you have to make sure you don't touch the sides if, or you take like damage or you lose immediately? Okay, operation. sort of but like a maze you have to get your character through a maze without touching the sides okay i guess uh when i was talking to one of the devs they also compared it to super hexagon
0: in a way i don't know if i fully agreed with that comparison but yeah that's not exact i mean don't touch the sides i guess but this doesn't seem like super hexagon no um is it like really fast like super hexagon or something maybe
1: uh, In a way, like you controlled the character, you control your little cat, but with your mouse. And if you touch the sides, the entire game, like, like went staticky and then your character disintegrated and then you had to start all over. You had, um, I think it started with nine lives because cats to uh, get okay, through true. 10 stages. And they got progressively harder and more ridiculous, but they were all like with this crazy vaporwave aesthetic, like uh, 80s neon, like. VCR, like, focus issues, stuff like that.
0: Yeah. All, and but, then there's just, like, weird, like, 3D models. I'm looking, there's, like, a yeah. dolphin.
1: One stage I had to play, there was a, a rotating 3D model of a cat shooting uh, fireballs at my my other cat, and I had to just get past it. The one problem I had with this game, like, it would have been a fine game, is that it is way too seizure-inducing, way too many flashing lights and colors, and it just was a nightmare. By the end of the demo, my eyes were hurting.
0: I mean, the trailer warns you about that, so it's not like they're yeah. trying, they're like hiding it.
1: No, but yeah, like it's very photosensitive. Like if you get seizures at all, do not look at this game at all. It's very hard on the eyes. Yeah, this comes out June sixth. Yeah, but if you want, it it was a cool game, and like I said, the aesthetic is the best part about it. Uh, I'm trying to. Th- there's a couple more things. Dauntless. Dauntless, dauntless was a game i, I feel I like i've playing. heard
0: this game as well
1: this is basically a monster hunter ish game uh one of my friends is on the marketing team for this so he snuck me in for a demo
0: okay yeah i don't know what this is
1: and as someone who has not played a monster hunter game or very little of it, i guess i should say seemed fun uh we this did a four does
0: not even have a steam page yet
1: um yeah i don't think it's on steam yet because right now it's in closed beta yeah okay It's uh, it was really fun, honestly. For as someone who hasn't played uh, Monster Hunter, the combat was very Dark Souls. I think was what they told me, and so like animation priority was a key thing. So So all the games
0: you have experience with,
1: yes, all those games I love so much. It was it was honestly kind of fun. Uh, There were five different weapon classes. I used, I think, twin lance. There was also great axe. Like it was very. If you've played Monster Hunter, you'll be very comfortable with it. There were six. I think they said by release, there's six or seven weapon classes going to be out. Twin Lance had this cool thing where, like, you had free flowing combos with your two attack buttons that you could just kind of flow into each other, and then you could stop at any time and like lock in any damage you've you've put into like a fireball attack or a missile attack into your weapon. Okay. So the idea was you had to clock as much damage as possible, avoid getting hit, like dodge roll out of the way, store the store the attack energy, and then fire it at the monster you were trying to kill.
0: Homer in the chat is saying apparently Paul's played a bunch of this game.
1: Yeah, does I assume he likes it if he's still playing it?
0: And yeah, it even uh, says like like prepare for the hunt on this page, so they're definitely going for a Monster Hunter thing.
1: Yeah, was it <laughs> Renoko says Dauntless is good and similar to Monster Hunter, so easy transition between the games if you play either. Yeah, no, I I really liked it. I might actually pick it up. They gave me a bunch of uh, closed beta keys, beta so codes, I might. Yeah, yeah. So I'll, I'll probably jump in on that. I was gonna offer one to Paul if he didn't already had it, but I felt like he probably was already. Sounds in like he does. Yeah uh i don't know i liked it if you like monster hunter definitely give that a look i believe it goes into open beta in may
0: okay hey i tried to get you to play um dead cells on the switch did you do that no believe it or not there was a line for it yeah well i didn't expect it as much that game just needs to come out man
1: (laughs) but i did get to play a couple cool games that were nearby it including fight night okay k-n-i-g-h-t
0: Okay, I'm this, more interested now.
1: Yep, yeah, this is a dungeon crawler where you cannot pick up weapons. You are a cursed knight who can only fight with his fists. So you have to climb this tower that's like travels around the world, and you have to try to find uh, who's at the top to break the curse.
0: So you'll Another get Kickstarter ex- game. Yep, and there's a demo on itch.io. Oh, it's first person. Yeah. It's a first
1: person first person like beat-em-up. Like you're like boxing a la punch out to fight enemies. Like you you can bob and weave, do uppercuts, do hooks, charge your punches. There's supers. You can do like the uh one inch punch, you can do like a hundred crack fist. It's really good.
0: It's uh kind of reminds me of a uh, Severed, the drinkbox studio game, because it's like a first person dungeon crawler. Although that one was grid based, this one is just uh
1: well the movement in in walk. this one's grid based, but yeah, like you basically get into random encounters that are the the fights you could jump between two lanes, you can bob weave, you can parry moves. It's really fun. Cool. Uh and in the, the same art style is super interesting. Yeah. The only downside was like there was a like the movement was a little shaky to get used to, but apparently like if you get motion sick, you can just straight up turn off those effects, which is good. Okay um i need to double check that i actually have the right name for this next game oh that doesn't help if i type the wrong thing in there yep that is the right one i at the same booth i got to play brave earth prologue this is the latest game from the creator of i want to be the guy oh so it's like super hard um, and actually it actually wasn't super hard. It was challenging, but it wouldn't call it super hard. It's basically an homage to classic Castlevania.
0: I was going to say this looks like Castlevania.
1: It is. It is some Castlevania ass uh, Castlevania. But the movement is a lot more fluid. Sprite works really nice. Yeah. The the demo had three different characters you could play as, and they each had their own different storyline. So it looks like when the game comes out, you have multiple storylines per character. Everyone played differently. The main character played a lot like Alucard from Symphony of the Night. Uh, the second girl was like a magic caster and she could hover and stuff like that.
0: The the main character, this like a purple haired one.
1: Yeah. The girl, as far as I'm aware of, I believe
0: she's the main character. Well, there's, there's also a blonde girl.
1: That's the magic user. And then there's like uh, a purple haired guy. I never actually got to play as a headband, but he has a heavy sword. So his attacks are super slow. Okay. It was, the music was excellent. It's very, it's very much Castlevania uh definitely not as hard as i want to be the guy but it was really rough my only gripe about the game i like i really loved it otherwise uh my only gripe is in the bottom right of the screen there's a portrait of your character while you're playing yeah and the more damage you take like the more freaked out they kind of look like they're like oh god they realize something bad's going to happen Okay. When they when they die that portrait like explodes in like a shower of like blood and guts. So you'll see like eyeballs fly out, Angela's like okay. showers of blood. So it's, it seems excessive.
0: The one okay, kept, that, just, that the, just seems silly to me. I mean, I don't have I, an example of it here. I
1: guess if I had an example I'd show, it, but it just seems like it stands out, I guess, compared to the rest
0: of it. Well, th- this makes me think of like like seeing like Duke Nukem's face as he's like getting more and more beat up.
1: No, no, like not quite like that. Like it's more cuz like it's literally like you, you see an ex- a face explode. And like you see viscera and stuff like that for a split second. Okay. And uh, if your character like falls into like the water and drowns, like you see water shoot out of their eyes and stuff like that as their face explodes.
0: Okay.
1: And like I said, that's just like a weird excessive gripe to me. But otherwise, like the game was great. I really enjoyed playing it. Just keep that in mind if you end up playing the game. I don't think I
0: like this name, though. Brave Earth Prologue. It's not doing anything for me.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure about the name. It feels like with the fact that it's prologue, he's got another game planned for it. But uh, I don't know. This game comes out in this year, supposedly. Right. And I don't think that was it. I feel like there was at least one more game I played. But, oh, there was. And I've already forgotten the name of it. Crap. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so... I'll look it up here in a quick second here. It was a Bomberman clone game that was actually really fun. It was 16 players. But the main gimmick of the game was that every time you died, you actually got to put down a new piece of the stage.
0: Trenchfoot. It was called Trenchfoot. Oh, that is not what I was expecting for a Bomberman clone.
1: I know. I was a bit surprised with the name, too. This is already out on Steam Early Access, I believe.
0: Trenchfoot is actually apparently the name of some kind of, like, Disorder. So don't search all, all, trench. Also, foot. that put game after it. So, it's also yeah. the name of a board game. Oh, interesting.
1: So, yeah, like you would put down different obstacles in the stage. You could put down more soft blocks to like slow down players. Uh, you could put down pipes to tunnel like explosions through. You could put down water to stop explosions in front of you. Uh, another cool aspect was that you could collect rock pieces, and you could drop rocks behind you to block explosions. So, like, if someone was trying to attack you, you could drop a block and cower behind it so you wouldn't get damaged. Right. But the real the real gimmick was that your bombs didn't have a limit to how big you could make them. So if you kept collecting firepower, you could eventually make an explosion that covered up at least half the screen, and or like even the full screen. And explosions would wrap around corners, so you had to block yourself in to make sure you didn't accidentally kill yourself while trying to kill other players. So you would kill people. You would try to get around, like, their pipes and their, like, water obstacles that they put down. It was actually, like, extremely fun for a Bomberman clone. And it felt, like, it felt different enough to be cool.
0: It look Is this only multiplayer?
1: Yes. Okay. Currently, because it's so early access, there's no netplay for it yet, so which means I can't really do it on stream yet. Like, it's local multiplayer right now? currently but he did say he was going to work on netcode
0: yeah i I would hope so yeah
1: so that like keep an eye on that one i feel like that's gonna be really fun later on
0: this is the yeah okay november 18th 16th november 16th cool uh i'm trying to think here that actually may
1: have been it if I think of something else, I'll talk about it, but I'm pretty sure that's going to be it for new games. Like, I played a lot of stuff in the indie booth. The indie area was extremely good this year.
0: Sounds like it. That's cool. Um, okay, well, I, I played some games in all the right. two weeks we were gone. Um, I finished up Ace Attorney, which means I am officially caught up on everything Ace Attorney. Nice. I have played all the Ace Attorney games over here. Um, maybe at some point I'll play the DLC ch- uh, chapters that I've always like skipped over. Uh, but for now, I'm playing other stuff, uh, so I just need them to I know they've said they're working on a um, a game for the switch, and I just want that to come to the phone as soon as possible because I love playing those games on the phone. Um, but yeah, that one ended up pretty cool. Uh, I enjoyed that one quite a bit. Spirit of Justice. Uh, those are great games. All right. I remember one more game. I'll talk about it once you're done. OK, uh, right now I am playing through Thimbleweed Park.
1: OK, I've is... heard a lot about this.
0: Yeah, this is uh, Ron Gilbert's latest game. He was one of the original, like, adventure game uh, developers back at, like, the Lucasfilm era. Or I guess I just say the Lucas era. Um, And this is, uh, it's, like, super old school where you have, like, the verbs in the bottom left corner of, like, how you interact with stuff. This is actually the first adventure game I played with the verbs in them uh everything else has just been uh like an inventory system to combining stuff and whatnot yeah uh this is super twin peaksy uh you're you know you're two d- federal agents coming to a very small town because there was a murder the characters in the town are all weird um there's uh, everyone's pretty silly. Like the, if you if you like adventure games, you know that there's like a level of of humor that you will find in these. And that's definitely there for sure. Uh, what I really like is there are phones scattered throughout the game where if you dial and there's like uh, flyers to remind you what you need to dial. If you dial four, four, six, eight, it'll call the hint line and you can just get hints for whatever. And the game will know kind of like where you are story-wise so they'll kind of know like which puzzle you should be on and stuff and they'll even give you multiple hints if you want to ask for more and more stuff so that's really great because at that point it means you just can't be stuck um same with that vein is there's actually two modes to this game there's casual mode and then hard mode and i understand casual mode streamlines a whole bunch of the puzzles if you want to have more of a story uh playthrough that has like small puzzles in there so you're kind of looking for a you know a more casual time okay um i'm not playing on that but i can definitely appreciate that as since this is old school you are at you are pixel hunting in some of these uh um puzzles so that can definitely be frustrating oh that's like the worst aspect of those games it is the worst but like i said the hints will straight up just tell you like oh hey the ink bottle's on his shelf Oh, thank God. I didn't even realize there was an ink bottle there. Like, so despite, you know, you can get stuck because you can't find something. If you're that stuck, you can find the solution just by you finding a phone. And there's tons of phones throughout the game. So it's easy to, you won't be stuck for long. So the frustration is easily avoidable. I'm playing on hard mode just because I wanted to see it as it is. Like, you know, I didn't even know about the phones, but worst case scenario, I could look something up online. Um, I'm a few hours into it. Uh, again, the characters are real funny, and as a Twin Peaks fan, there's like lots of references to that, and I'm I'm enjoying that quite a bit. I'm playing that on the phone because that was uh, that went on sale like last week or something. Um, and actually, speaking of Twin Peaks, I played through a game called Virginia. I played this on the Xbox. This is this came out I think a year or two ago. Uh, it's I don't know. It's a walking simulator. Uh, You know, I don't I don't really want to use that term because it seems dismissive, but it's that kind of game. Mm. Um, And uh, did you ever play uh, 30 flights of loving? Yes. Okay. so it's it's actually kind of similar to that in which it has a lot of just like jump cuts. And that that game is a lot of you just kind of walking from like one side of whatever level it's set up to the other to kind of just see what happens and then it does a jump cut to the next area. That's really, that's a lot of what Virginia is. Um, and you play as a federal agent going to a small town where a boy has gone missing and uh, there's a, you're, you have a partner agent and you're kind of figuring out what's going on. The game's only about two hours long. I really kind of enjoy it. The aesthetic is very similar to like 30 Flights of Loving mixed with The Witness, in which it's just like really. Like bright colors, really flat things, not as much detail as the witness, so that's where the thirty fights of love and aesthetic uh kind of meshes with it um but th- but this one's pretty twin piecey as well in the more like surreal aspect and like weird dream sequences that are going on um so the- if you're if you're a fan of just kind of narrative focused stuff like that, uh maybe take a look at Virginia again, it's like two hours long. Um, and what was really great is all the achievements are, like, really weird numbers. So I was finally able to fix my achievement score, and oh, it's back that's to that's having that. a 5 after, like, years. Oh, you've been freaking, freaking out like, about that for years. Well, it's just every time I turn it on, like, I hadn't cared for the longest time, but every time I would turn my on, it's like, there it is, ending with, like, a 2, which is annoying. And so when I finished Virginia, I was like, I wonder if there's any in here that are, end with a 1 or a 6 and, and there was one I hadn't gotten with a one for you know thirty one points. So I went back, played through, and got that one. And, and it's been fixed. And oh, it feels so good. <laughs> uh, it feels so good. So again, that game is a uh, Virginia, and that that was kind of a weird thing. Uh, that, but I liked it. And then the big game I've been playing is Far Cry Five. All right, now tell me about this. How different is it from the other ones? I haven't played the other ones, but from everything I've heard, it's the same game. Ooh, okay. Um, again, I'm not the best to ask in comparisons because the only other Far Cry game I've played is Blood Dragon, which is not <laughs> the best one to compare it with. Fair. Um, but, you know, Paul already talked about this. They they get rid of the tower climbing, and it's and your mission structures are all organic through talking to people and just kind of finding things on the map. Um, this game is so buggy. It is one mm. of the buggiest AAA games I have played in so long. Um... I was I was streaming it on the pre-show before this, and at one point, the whole game just started slowing down for no good reason, and I couldn't figure out why, and it's all, I captured it, so if you want to watch that, you can see the game slow really weird. I've had multiple missions just, like, complete for me. I don't know how. In fact, that happened on the pre-show as well, now that I think about it. Um... What was another? Oh, there was a pretty funny one. I finished this one mission, and then you know, did a small cutscene of like, "Hey, thanks for saving our town," and then you know, the cutscene ends, and it kind of restarts the gameplay, and then all of a sudden, a truck upside down fell from the sky. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, "Whoa, what was that? that?" That 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 was pretty funny. I wanted to try and uh, record it, but I I actually had forgotten how to do it on the Xbox, so I missed my opportunity. Um. The story is so heavy handed in just how much of a like a sinner I am and how these how these cultists, they, they want to cleanse my soul because I'm a sinner. And it's it's so heavy handed and they never shut up about it. And it's constantly on the radio. And I skip every cutscene because of it. Mm. Every time I talk to a new uh, NPC to like get a quest, I skip what they're talking about because I, I could not care less. I just want to go and blow stuff up. And that part of the game is fine. It's it's fun to blow stuff up. And you can play the whole game in co-op, uh, which is probably the best part about it. Because you and a buddy can just like go blow up an outpost, and that's great. Um, so I'm having fun. Uh I think my favorite part are these uh there's these uh what are prepper caches, which are like these little mini puzzle rooms that you'll come across um through seemingly someone who was like you know, preparing for the end of the world. So they have like a stash of stuff underground or in a house and, and it'll basically be like, Hey, the stash is here. And you have to like figure out how do I get in the house? And usually like the one I did on the pre-show, I had to like climb through a window and then I had to like climb up the wall and onto like the roof of this like burned down building and then kind of jump my way through until I got to this one room that had a had a, um, a panel in the ground that I could open up to get to the the stash. Uh, So I like those and there's apparently a ton of those in the game. And that's also how you get a lot of your perk points to upgrade your different skills. So I love doing those. Those are great. And if you do it in co-op, apparently, if you've already done those stashes and then you go and join someone else's game and do the stash again, you can get the same perk points back again. So that's great because my friend was joining my game and he's like, wow, I'm getting like tons of perk points now. So that's kind of cool. That's a reason to do it. Uh, I'm super interested, however, in Far Cry Arcade, which is like a Mario maker for Far Cry missions what you can play in this. Yeah, you get to make your own missions, basically. And here's the coolest thing. Here's the coolest thing. It uses assets from not just Far Cry 5, but the previous four, maybe three as well, as well as Watch Dogs and Assassin's Creed. They give you assets from those games, too, to make. I'm a little put, sad you didn't say blood dragon but okay uh, I don't think blood dragon I haven't played with it much so and i and I haven't heard the blood dragon but uh because of this like you can like Ubisoft is making some of their own as well apparently there's like cool haunted house ones where you know you you just place enemies you place uh different mission objectives and then you're also using assets from these out of like these crazy games which sounds super cool um and I'm I, I want to try that out again uh, for sure. That seems very cool. I'm excited about that. Nice. Um, so yeah, that's Far Cry Five. Um, and that's that's all I've been playing. So what was the game you remembered?
1: All right, the game I forgot about was Pizza Titan Ultra from the developers of Starwall. Okay. Just the tip. Okay. They're a Canadian. Right. they Canadian dev team based in Ontario, and Pizza Titan Ultra is a game where you play as a 10-foot-tall robot pizza delivery service where you have to run around a futuristic city delivering pizzas while fighting uh, tanks and robots and basically just trying to survive and make a dollar while trying to not destroy the city.
0: Okay. You know, this kind of looks like um, 100-foot robot golf. In a way, it did remind me of that, and I think that's probably why I kind of liked it. Yeah, just like kind of camera angle and stuff. Yeah, um, obviously no golf and you're just you're fighting more. Yeah.
1: So uh, at the, the con, they were using like some challenge mode where you basically had to like get a high score and run around the city, which actually it reminded me a lot of Crazy Taxi because you had to run around collecting clocks to get more time. There okay. was just like tips you could pick up along the way. Uh, the more things are delivered, the harder it got, the more robots that showed up, try to beat you up. There were like secret collectibles hidden around the city. And if you picked up them all, you got like a um, a tip bonus. There was like there's certain like chefs hidden around the stage where they would have you actually make a pizza for them. Like you would time putting on the toppings in the right spot on the pizza. You would bake the pizza. Then you would cut up the pizza and then you would just get like a money bonus for it. Okay. Uh, It was actually like super fun and I accidentally won a copy of the game. So uh, I will probably be streaming that this weekend at least for a little bit.
0: That's cool. When does that come out?
1: That comes out I believe the 24th of this month. Uh, it was a fifth okay yeah so it was like honestly like a really fun like silly ass game it's like it's themed around like the old 80s and 90s like mecha shows i think their site says like you can unlock parts to make your own custom mech we were stuck with the default one in the demo like we our our super ability was like you got a super speed boost and stuff like that but i'm sure there's a bunch of other stuff later on i'm actually excited to play more of it and show it on stream
0: that's cool the end of the month, there's a lot of stuff coming out at the end of the month. Uh, yeah, it's getting crazy. Did you see um reviews for uh, God of War came out today? They are really good. And apparently this game is just, like, amazing. Like, it's, I, I think it's got a on Metacritic or something crazy like that. Something, yeah, I, I saw. I didn't see anything lower than a 9, I believe. Let's see what Metacritic has. But I am so excited for God of War. 94 on Metacritic, yep. Yeah, which is apparently the same score the original God of War got. I, I like the God of War games.
1: Yeah, but like, so. it's good to know that this is apparently really good.
0: Which is like surprising, because it's like, what, like the sixth one? Eighth, apparently. It's the eighth God of War. One, two, Oop. three. There was the two PSP ones. Ascension.
1: Yeah, I feel like I'm forgetting one, two. I doubt they're counting like the HD remake of three.
0: Yeah, I doubt that like, you, you, well, you can't count that one if you don't count all the other like remakes because they ported all yeah. the PSP ones, right? Uh, one, on. two, three, me... Ascension, Ghost of God, Sparta. God of War. Oh. God of Maybe it's only the seventh. Yeah, maybe it's only the seventh.
1: But either way, yeah, God of War apparently shaping up to be the best game of this month.
0: Yeah, I'm ex- I'm super excited for that. And and Labos later this m- the same day.
1: Yeah, same day. Labos same day. Uh I'm trying to think of what else is coming out this month I care about. Yakuza, I think. Yakuza six. Yep. Uh Wild Guns Reloaded. It's gonna be on
0: Switch, so I'll have a Okay, this is the that. uh this is the seventh game. Seventh game? Okay. And I'm now learning that Ascension is apparently the first one chronologically.
1: Really? oh yeah that was the whole did, thing about it because they did the same thing that. that gears of war did because gears of war judgment came out the same yes. day and it was also the first chronologically that's true yeah
0: i'm excited you gonna play god of war
1: i probably will honestly because apparently you don't need to worry about the story from the other ones as much oh yeah this is like a reboot basically i so. yeah so like i think this is a good hopping back on point
0: also like the story in God of War could not matter less. It's literally like he's real angry. <laughs> that, is, that is the start and finish of it. He is just True. Angry.
1: But apparently the story really matters on this one.
0: Yeah, I, I could see that. They seem like they have like the whole relationship with the sun going, I'm excited. I'm excited. Okay, that's it. You played? Yep. Let's go to the All news. Right. Let's do some news. We have a bunch of little stories. Uh, Banner Saga 3. That Nintendo announced got a release date that's coming July 24th oddly enough though the Twitter account for Banner Banner Saga didn't even mention the switch version weird but that's gonna be on PC Mac PS4 and Xbox one I don't know and they're also gonna be coming out with a uh, complete saga version that all three of them combined in one thing that'll be out on the same day so you can buy them all at once and move this over all right let's look at it. we got more uh, original xbox titles coming to backwards compatibility let's see if any of these excite you blinks the time sweeper hell yeah breakdown oh wow I, i'm surprised these are the games coming um uh april 17th and then there's uh some later for conquer live and reloaded i'm excited for that one all right fair that's a good game elder scrolls 3 i'm surprised okay. that wasn't already there hunter the reckoning all right i have no idea what that is heard that was okay jade empire all right cool panzer dragoon orta hell yeah i love that one and ssx3 All right. And then on April 26th, uh, you can play Destroy All Humans. Nice. Full Spectrum Warrior. Interesting. Mercenaries Playground of Destruction. Good. MX Unleashed. All right. Panzer Elite Action Fields of Glory. I have no idea what that is. Star Wars Battlefront. Okay. Battlefront 2. Okay. Jedi Knight Jedi Academy. All right. Jedi Starfighter. I'm noticing a trend here. Knights of the Old Republic 2, the Sith Lords, and Republic Commando. Wait, but what about KOTOR 1? Is that already available or is that not available? I have, uh, I have no idea. Trying to look at the images. I have no idea. That's I know there's a really somewhere, weird. But it. anyway, so. that's coming to Xbox. Um, I don't know. Who's using their Xbox One to play original Xbox games? I don't know. But you can do that. I'm sure someone is. Uh, this one's kind of interesting. Right now, uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands has a free weekend. And it might be worth actually uh, downloading it for free. This is on a Xbox, P- PlayStation, and PC. Because um, they're added in a splinter cell mission.
1: Yeah, I saw this. There's this cut scene going around now of like Sam Fisher talking to someone and t- being sad about Snake no longer doing missions. And it's
0: it's voiced by the guy. Yeah, it's Michael Ironside. Like they actually got him. Which that's I think that's the crazy part. So I don't know what Wildlands is, but apparently it's just where you like put your ga- like your properties in and then they make a mission for it because they already had the Predator one a few months ago. Which I think you can still also do. Um. Anyway, I downloaded the game. I'm going to try and play some of these weird missions this weekend. But maybe we're going to get more Splinter Cell? Like, why would you get Ironside if they weren't, like, r- like, really interested in this? See, now
1: that's what I'm wondering. Are they teasing a new Splinter Cell by doing that? Because the big thing, the reason they didn't have Michael Ironside as Sam in Blacklist was because they said... Uh, They wanted to mocap and they wanted to have the actor who was mocapping also do the voice work to make it better.
0: They also like de-aged Sam in that game. Uh, He's been getting younger in pretty much every game, to be fair. No, no, I think it was just that one because the one before that, he was like an old guy, right? That was um, Conviction? Yeah, Conviction. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure he was an old guy in that one, wasn't he? I don't know.
1: Splinter Cell Conviction. I feel like Sam Fisher has looked progressively younger in each Splinter Cell
0: game. Oh, actually, no, he looks pretty young in this one, too. Oh, no, he still looks old. I don't know, man. What's the I think he's like, he's like in his like his mid
1: 50s, basically, I think is what they're going for. That's the look they want for Sam.
0: Anyway, uh, this version, he's the older Sam, Fish, uh, uh, Sam Fisher again. Which that's kind of cool. Good for them. Uh, I don't know what this means. Are they doing anything? There hasn't been a Splinter Cell in a while. Maybe E three. Who knows? That'd be a nice surprise. I'd be down. That'd be interesting. It'd probably be an open world game at this point, right? Yeah.
1: How would you do an uh, open world? St- uh, I was going no, I guess that's technically Metal Gear Five. Never mind. Yeah,
0: similar to Metal Gear Five, maybe. Um, uh, and uh, Assassin's Creed Origins. That's an open world. That, that games have always been open, and they have. I so- guess that's. Stealth. all. I didn't even think of that. You're totally right. Uh, Firewatch is coming to Switch. Firewatch is a great game. Play that on the Switch. Uh, this is a bit. Uh, this is a bit uh, ago, but um, <laughs> yeah, we weren't on last
1: week. So Biowre
0: reignited the trilogy has finally been announced officially, and it was from this uh, Amazon like Mexico page. Mm-hmm. I think is what dropped it. That's what I have here. Um, and when I click this link, you can buy it for seven hundred and thirty eight dollars. Hell yeah, I'm in. Let's go. Yeah, plus. Fifty dollars and sixty-two cents for something. I'm assuming that's shipping. Says tarifas and import import importation. I don't know. Anyway, for eight hundred dollars, you can get this game that's not out yet, or you'll guess you'll get it when it's out, which is September twenty-first. I'm just going to translate this page. (laughs) <laughs> there we go import fees may apply okay fifty dollars in shipping otherwise if you wanted to just buy an american copy of it it's going to be 40 bucks like like crash um so yeah kind of the worst kept secret but that's official now are you gonna get this game did you get the crash one i did get crash yeah but i got it
1: when mm-hmm. it was on sale so are you gonna get spyro probably the same thing when it's on sale
0: right yeah i, I got uh crash for the switch which comes out in july Cause there was a price error. Okay. Like, okay. I'll order. Yeah. That. I think crash trilogy
1: was going for like 20 bucks at some point. So I'm like, all right, I'll buy it for that.
0: Yeah. I think, uh, I think I got mine for around 25 for the switch when that comes out. Speaking of, of, uh, weird pricing. I went to Toys R Us last weekend mm-hmm. on their final day, at least the Toys R Us near me, the final day of the, of the clearance, the sale sold selling out. Um, Everything was 80% off. And if you bought seven items, you get an additional 50% off. Wow. Um, So I bought a bunch of games that I never planned to play uh, for like 25 bucks total. But I now own NHL 16 on the (laughs) Xbox One and Rugby 15. So what you're telling is you bought shit you don't care about. Yeah. I just and then I bought a second Tom Nook amiibo because I was like, I'm going to say I'm going to save you, buddy. It was the last amiibo. And I was like, I'm going to save you from this this hellhole little dude. Come with me. Um, Insomniac Spider-Man game. We finally got a bunch of info on that. Uh, Game Informer had like an exclusive. And that's coming out September 7th. And there's like a thousand gifts online of Spider-Man swinging. And this game looks awesome. All right, looks super cool. So September, big month as usual. And uh, this is last story. This one's kind of interesting. Steam Spy is pretty much going to be shutting down. Um, so for those who don't know, Steam Spy is a service that was it wasn't exact numbers, but it was like a, a like a, a pretty good estimate of how many. Uh, digital copies a game would sell on Steam uh, because we don't actually, like if you think of the NPD numbers, those are physical games. We don't really know the digital sales and Steam Spy was trying to come up with the Steam sales. And the way they did this is by looking at user profiles and seeing if the game was registered to that profile and on the profile. And I understand Steam is updating their privacy settings to make everyone's game libraries hidden by default. Mm. Um, so with that being the case, Steam Spy can no longer look at all the games registered because they can't see the user's games anymore. And so we're losing out on Steam Spy. That's a bit of a bummer because there's no
1: real way for users to know how well a game sold. But maybe that's information on, that... I'm assuming that's just info that, straight up, Steam doesn't want to share.
0: Right. Well, I mean, it's not, like, Steam's job to share it, but, like, also... Uh, companies don't like share that if they don't have to and so this was just kind of like cool information to be able to see how well is a game doing on Steam how many games, how many people bought it Uh, so yeah, it's kind of a bummer but I mean it's not a huge issue if you didn't really care alright and with that let's go on to some questions alright if people would like to send questions, it's topdownperspective at gmail.com, at podcast on Twitter, the Facebook group, the Discord channel, and John's P.O. Box. Those are all great ways to send in questions. I'll read this first one from Mega Latino. Ever since John got the sponsorship for his next PC, I was wondering what non-game... Sorry, excuse me. I was wondering what non-gaming YouTubers do the three of you follow and if you're a fan of a certain Canadian tech YouTuber. Do you know I'm, who he's referencing? I'm going to assume that's probably
1: Linus Tech Tips they're probably referring to there. I have no idea what that is or who they could be
0: referring to. So no, I don't.
1: Yeah, that that is Linus Tech Tips they're referring to. Okay. They're based in BC. Uh, do you follow any non-gaming YouTubers? um the non-gaming youtubers i follow are like tv shows so or music stations so not really
0: whoa paul's in the chat yeah oh you just noticed <laughs> oh shit yeah well, i was looking at all the news stories he's, hey, been chill-
1: he's been chilling at a train station waiting for his train he's listening in
0: nice paul where are you right now japan yeah, we'll get... yeah, well, i, I in answered japan. for it i, answered I think he's in him. kyoto anyway sorry uh who do you follow
1: Uh, like, I follow, like, a bunch of TV shows and radio stations. That's about it.
0: Okay. I'm trying to... Non-gaming YouTubers. Um, I follow some, like, fitness channels. And, uh, I follow, like, Cloth Map, which is, like, a travel, but it's also video game travel related. Um, Paul says he's in Kyoto. Yeah, I thought so. Okay, nice. Um, I do follow this one channel that just, um makes compilations of some popular Japanese commercials each week. And those are always just delightful to watch. So I like that quite a bit. I could not tell you the name of it though. Um, Yeah. Do you want to take this next one from green fantastic? All right. Green fantastic writes in and
1: says, how many is a couple of, i.e. a couple of people, a couple of jelly beans. Also, how many is a few? A uh, couple is usually referring to two to four, and a what? few. Yeah, because like, two. No, two to three is actually. You've never heard of that.
0: Look, these people are a couple. Yeah, and there's two of them.
1: And there's a couple people over there. Like and there's usually, two of them. Yeah, no. Couple is two to four, and a few is usually around seven to eight. Wow.
0: Okay, I was gonna say a couple is two, and a few is three or more. Mm. that that's how I would do it. Just because couple by itself is already a different word, meaning like two people. Seven or eight. Wow. If I saw, if I saw seven or eight people, I'd be like, first off, where am I? And second off, I'd be like, this, this is too many people at seven or eight is too many people. That's what I would
1: do. I'm willing to accept five up for a few. But I'm still going to stick
0: with two to four for a couple. Okay. All right. Uh, Sombrero Mustache writes in and says, What are some of your favorite joke bosses? I'm always a fan of that Waddle Dee that shows up as one of the final bosses in DDD's Revenge and Kirby Superstar Ultra that you can beat in one hit. Got any joke bosses?
1: Um... I like the one in Gunstar Heroes that's literally the same thing. He literally just stands there and dances and then the actual boss just shows up, kills him and then you have to fight the real boss. Also, yeah, the Waddle Dee is really good in Kirby like that's a couple he's in a couple games like that. I like
0: making the joke that the ladder in Metal Gear Solid 3 is the hardest boss. Mm-hmm. Um and if I mean, if you do the time trick um What's his name? The End? What's the old guy? Oh, uh, The End is literally. Is the, the End, point. yeah. I, I feel like that becomes a joke boss if you do the time trick. Anything else? Joke bosses. All right. Oh, it looks like Paul also says he stands with me. I think we're talking about the couple and few yeah. scenario. So Paul's on my side. Yeah, he said couple is two. We'll see if he answers the uh, the next question. Uh, we have a second question here from Sempera Mustache. What are your favorite things about Calgary and San Francisco for John and Sean, respectively? Your least favorite and one thing you would change about the cities. My favorite thing and
1: my least favorite thing about Calgary is both the weather. Okay, what do you like about the weather? The fact that I can have, like, plus 10 degree weather in winter.
0: Okay. Keeps you on your toes.
1: Yep. All right. And the thing I hate is the fact that I can basically have winter all the way up until June.
0: (laughs) I've had snow or hail in every month in Calgary. Yep. So. That has also happened. Yep. Oh, uh, Paul is now leaving for Hiroshima, so he is no longer in the chat. Have fun, Paul. Hiroshima was a cool city too. Uh, okay, what's the one thing you would change about uh, Calgary?
1: Make the weather a bit more bearable. I think it's really just the weather I hate about and love about Calgary.
0: Okay. Um, if I had to do San Francisco. Okay, what's one thing I like about San Francisco? Uh, I like that it doesn't snow here. I, like I'm never really that cold. That's fair. Least favorite thing. I see human shit every single day on the way to work.
1: <laughs> Oops, ah, bagel.
0: And if I don't see human shit, I definitely see used needles. So there's that. One thing I would change, um Okay, I got I got two. One, there's a homeless people problem in San Francisco that should definitely be changed. Uh And my second one is, and this is like a real current one. There's these, these scooters that have appeared like Vespas. No, like, um, like, like they're, they are motorized scooters or electric motorized scooters, but the small ones like a razor scooter, but motorized, um, Uh. they all appeared kind of at the same time. And the concept of these ones is, do you know those like to go bikes where they have like little stations you can go to and you, you can unlock and like take them out for an hour or like you get paid for an hour or yep. whatever? Yeah, yeah, I see those and in they, the States and, a lot. Yeah, so those, those have been there here for a while and, and they're like the ones near me are like four to go bikes and you take them from one station to another and you can drop them off. The concept with these scooters though is you just leave them anywhere. So if you want a scooter. You have to open up your phone and it'll direct you to wherever like the closest one is. But what that means is people are just leaving them in the middle of the sidewalk. Oh. So every day I walk to work, there'll be just like three scooters laying on the sidewalk because that person was done with it. And I don't know why this all happened at once, but I've seen three different brands of these and they all appeared like this month. Like, I don't know what happened, but these suck. It's like the weirdest thing. So I would get rid of those. Those are dumb. That is really weird, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's like, yeah, I don't know, man. App tech people, whatever. Bagel. Alright, that's everything Sorry. good with Bagel?
1: <laughs> yeah, he's threatening to jump on my switch.
0: Um that's it for questions this week. If people want to send in questions for next week, it's uh TopDownRespective at gmail.com, at TDP Podcast on Twitter, Facebook group, the Discord channel, and John's PO Box. John, what is your game of the week? Probably The Messenger. That's... All right. Very cool. I'm going to give mine... I'm going to pick two. One for last week and one for this week. Last week was uh, Ace Attorney, because I finished it up, and I loved the ending. It was super super great. And this week, I'm going to give it to Thimbleweed Park. Nice. Uh... And uh, heads up for anyone listening to this, which is, is everyone um, tomorrow, Friday, I'm going to be putting up the post, uh, the submission post on Patreon uh, for May's TDP plus game for our blue eyes, white dragon tier backers. So if you are one of those backers, uh, look for that post and, you know, start thinking of what game you want to send to me to put in the poll, which will be going up a week from tomorrow so that'll be going live on april 13th when this episode should also be going live and that'll do it for this week thanks everyone for listening paul should be back next week Uh, but we'll see you then see you guys bye everybody